So, guys, welcome back to EP4 with Joshua, a person who I've actually never met. Um, it's a connection. And as I said, we will be finding new people and talking to new people. And Joshua is just the next guy on the list. And he's got a lot to say. I've looked into his YouTube channel. That will be in the description below. I've heard a lot of good things about him. So let's start the conversation and let's get digging. Um, so I'll break the ice quickly with Anthony Joshua and the recent fight he had with okay. um, his name. I forgot, but I know he's going to be... Who? Pulev, yeah. Pulev. I watched that fight. What do you think? First, firstly, I love Anthony Joshua, first of all. Not just because he carries my name. I showed him a couple of things that I'm joking, I did it. But <laughs> honestly, Anthony Joshua, I think um, he was good. He was good. Uh, not great. I think the amazing knockout mm. kind of eclipsed yeah. the um, okay performance. It was like an amazing performance. It was just a wonderful knockout at the end. Um, I am a bit scared for him going into the Fury fight. I can't lie. I, I do want to see it, but I don't want him to lose. Um, but yeah, he done well, but against Fury, I think I can't lie. I think Fury would have him still. Yeah, I actually so think I that fight, really. the, the amount of people I've been speaking to recently about Tyson Fury and him, I feel like everyone's for Tyson, and it's like yeah. terrifying <laughs> yeah. too. Like, it just I don't know what it is. Like, the whole legacy he built, like, the mentality that everything is fine. I hope. That he does something with Mayweather gets his lateral movements in because Same. they need to do something spectacular. He needs to. I don't know. But yeah. But who so you're drawn to you're drawn to Anthony Joshua more, right? What specifically about Yeah, him? I like him. I, I like them both, but I just like Joshua more. I don't know why. I don't know why it is. Mentality. My name probably you share the same name. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> mentality wise, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's mentality wise? Yeah. What would that? What would you pick up on that? From Joshua. Though? What I like about Joshua, his, his mentality. I like the way he was able to to adapt and pivot, because a lot of people, if they lost to Ruiz the way Anthony Joshua lost, he was the guy. He was. Everyone looked to him in terms of being the next best thing. I'm not even the next best thing. He was the guy at the point because he had already beaten Klitschko at that point. Um, but his ability to to bounce back from adversity, that's something I admire because this life is not all sunshine and rainbows. Like you get knocked down, even Fury, to be fair, he made a dramatic, miraculous recovery from um, where he was, depression, uh, drug abuse, all of these things to coming back to beat Deontay Wilder, who's got the most lethal right hand on, in the planet, on the planet right now. So both of them, in fact, did their resilience and their um, ability to adapt um, when they come across difficult situations. That's what I admire about both of them, not even just Joshua. Yeah, there's that one thing, I can't say one of them is any better. I just prefer the way that Joshua yeah. communicates his ideas and thoughts through the mindset. And I feel that's really helpful for the youth and everyone else that's supporting him. Um, you don't really see that so, from any of the actual like athletes. So, but yeah. yeah. Okay, we want to know... Who are you? What's your story? Where did you start from? Where do you study? What is the thing you study? Tell us your interest, hobbies as well. Give us a little bit of that. Okay. So, my name is Joshua Bala, as you guys know. I'm a really a simple guy. Um, I go to University of Warwick, studying psychology, because I like to understand the way people think. I like to understand 
uh, people's motives, why they do what they do, not just to look at their behavior, but like understand the motive and intention behind it. And then global sustainable development also. Obviously right now, uh, we have to move towards a greener economy. Otherwise we're not gonna, well, future generations are not gonna be able to uh, develop the way we have developed um, in the past. So that's why I, I chose the joint honors. Um, initially, I wanted to do economics um, because that's just what students, not students do, but that's what people um, who were considered to be um, able in my school, they just went on and done. So mindlessly, I kind of chose economics. That's what I wanted to do. And then everything switched on results day because I got a B in a maths when I needed an A. So I was like, whoa, I'm either going to stick to economics, doing something that I don't necessarily want to do that deeply, but maybe I'm supposed to do. And I know more or less I'm going to end up not guaranteed, but my, my path to um, a job in the corporate world is going to be a bit easier. Or I'm going to pivot and go to Warwick, which is the uni that I've always wanted to go to um, and do psychology and global sustainable development. So when I took a bit of time to weigh up the pros and cons, I went with psychology and global sustainable development and I, I, I don't regret it at all. Um, yeah, so right now, hobbies and interests, as you guys know, I have a YouTube channel. Um, initially, it was about my first, one of my first interests, calisthenics, fitness, bodyweight training. Um, yeah, if you've never heard about calisthenics, it's literally just bodyweight training. That's all it is for people watching. And recently, um, I came back on YouTube. So I started with calisthenics, done it for maybe maybe two years, took a three-year break. Um, and then I came back to do a same channel, different intention, different motives. Now it's more faith-based talking about biblical manhood, faith, family, all of these things. Um, and the reason I took the break was because I felt as if I was just, I wasn't being authentic really. Cause I do love calisthenics, but it's not the reason why I do things. The reason why I do things is because of my relationship with God. Um, that's why I do what I do. So I felt as if I was just doing again what I was supposed to do because when I was the first one to start training in my friendship group. So my friends used to call me Mr. Calisthenics. Um, oh, it was crazy. I remember that they would walk in, they would just start touching muscles, muscles. Oh my God, those times were crazy. But that's all I became known for, just my muscles, just for calisthenics. And it was like, I like, I like training, but that's not all I am. Um, so there was a bit of a dissonance in my mind because I should be enjoying this, but I wasn't. So I just had to take a break from it and then come back. Uh, within, doing what I actually wanted to do. Within, so, the three, within the three years of the break, um, what were your intentions? What were you trying to do? <sighs> Figure out why I was doing what I was doing. Like, who am I going to be living for? <laughs> like, am I going to be living for uh, the applause of man or the approval of man? Or am I going to be living authentically for God who like and doing what I feel he's called me to do? And that was a tension because... When you do certain things, you, you'll get labelled. You'll get labelled, people will give you titles and then you can get trapped by that. Oh, I miss the calisthenics now, that's all I can do. But I, I don't want to do that. So where do I go right now? So in those three years, I just had to, what is it that I'm doing here and why am I doing it? And yeah, that's when how, I was able to come back. What's the relation between you seeking your own happiness through psychology and, and choosing to study what you feel would be a bit more sort of gives you more satisfaction in that sense of pursuit. But then how does it relate to your 
dreams of success do you have dreams of success what you're trying to to achieve is there anything more than just you know the job the... that's interesting that's very interesting um yeah obviously when it comes to success it depends how you define how do you define success like for you how do you define success first for, for everyone and for yourself the financial freedom for me is is success so it means the the freedom okay. of choice the freedom of uh, if i want to do something if i want to make a change if i want to like pursue something new i am able and i'm not confined the problem with many of us is that we come from underprivileged families and that we're unable to really pursue mm. like new or creative things or even like find the things that we really enjoy yeah. and and that part in me is like struck because I literally just want to do everything that I feel that comes in my mind, but I just yeah. can't because yeah. the financial abilities in there. So as soon as I do that, yes, okay, now you've got the money, you've got everything you want. That doesn't stop there. And, and that's mm. the pursuit of the podcast, the pursuit of, you know, bettering yourself, the mentality. Um, it's pushing yourself into a, a room where I, I've achieved something that I wanted to now, but I, want, I have to give back to other people. And in a sense, I want to sort of mm -hmm. try it. Like you said in your YouTube channel and your reintroduction, you said it sort of give people the different mindsets, the meanings, different knowledge that they can use yeah. to sort of better themselves. And that's the idea yeah. of like, if if I'm learning as we build this like podcast, people hear some things that they latch on to, latch on to. And for the future, yeah. I could actually take this and make something off it. And it's literally to benefit yeah. other people. But then because I'm financially free, it's mm -hmm. not a burden for me. It's something I just want to do for the sake of mm -hmm. doing. So it's sort of like that. So, okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, for me, of course, yeah, I want to be financially free. 100% everyone wants to be financially free. Um, how do I look at success and my ambition and all of these things? Um, I definitely do want to be successful. Um, but the way, hmm, how can I say, the way I define success is okay. Well, it all you're gonna. There's a co constant theme. It's gonna always go back. It goes back to my relationship with God, right? Yeah. So I believe that He's put me here for a reason. So, in my financial freedom, if I do not fulfill what he's called me to do I, I i wouldn't feel as if i've been successful you feel what i'm saying so i feel for me first fundamentally is doing what i'm here to do that's why i started um the channel that's not my only yeah. reason why i'm here but that's just a small part of it just an example um helping the younger generation of, of christians so like for, for me when i was looking up i wanted to see someone who was uh trying to follow the precepts that are found in the bible or whatever or trying to foster a relationship with God um, and I didn't really know necessarily how to have male examples to look to. I had many wonderful women to look to but in terms of male examples I struggled with that. So one of the things I know I'm meant to be doing is uh, just documenting my life in order to help the youngest after me. Um, so that's one of the things in terms of being successful um, and yeah so I definitely want to be successful but I never want to um, just purely purely follow the money as you said it's not just about that it's about also giving back and in your financial uh, freedom actually being a blessing to others not just having money for the sake of having money because many people in this life they have money and they're still they don't have joy or satisfaction or contentment etc etc so yeah when I look at success 
um, I try to think about it in every single area of my life and in me achieving financial success, well, why do I want this financial success? How, who am I blessing? Who am I giving to? How is this glorifying God, et cetera, et cetera? Not just let me just have peace so I can enjoy my life and be comfy <laughs> or for my family even more so. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah, I always try to look at it like holistically, if that makes sense. And uh, from the psych psychology you do in the university. Psychology, okay. Psychology, do you um oh, yeah, do, you, do you follow Jordan Peterson as a quick sort of Yes. I, I know him, I know him. But I don't know if I follow him, but yeah, I definitely know him. I I, I like him. I, I watch some of his stuff. He's a he's an interesting man. <laughs> he's interesting. Do you agree? Yeah. What, so you wouldn't agree with many things he says or what would you oh no, I agree with a lot of the things he said. I think he's extremely smart. Yeah. Um, I just <laughs> I feel as if sometimes he trips himself up. There was something I can't remember what it was, but I remember watching a clip of Jordan Peterson, and he'll speak. He likes to speak about um equality of opportunity, but not the equality of outcome. And then someone I really wish I remembered it, but someone flipped on him and and showed his own showed his own um bias and basically yeah just refuted his argument using what he said so I, I like a lot of the things he says but I think when I first found out about him yeah. I used to think he was this genius and everything he said I would take as truth until <laughs> oh my gosh this guy's human he can be wrong so now when I, I listen to him um I would say I think with a pinch of salt but I'm just I'm careful to just take it as truth I, I make sure with everything to be fair I make sure to look at it um look at other perspectives also because he's shows one side of the coin right it's a very good side a shiny side and it's a very insightful side of the coin but i still like to look at other perspectives you feel what i'm saying so yeah i, I definitely like it though. i definitely like it and you want to in the in the psychology pursuit you want to speak to people you want to sort of psychology psychology is an interesting one literally i just like to not only understand other people but also myself, in terms of my own emotions, why I do what I do, why I think the way I think. Um, because as a kid, I was a, an emotional child. <laughs> I was a very emotional child when I was younger. And then from the age, I don't know when it happened, but it was around a couple of years after my dad left the house. Um, or when they, my mom and dad officially broke up. I started to become emotionally cold. So I wasn't a very um, empathetic person. Yeah. Like I could sympathize with someone. Like if someone's hurting, I'm not a psychopath. I could see that you're hurting and I could say, sorry, I hope you get better. But in terms of me feeling someone else's pain and actually, I don't know, just feeling their pain and be, being able to actually be pain, be in pain when they're in pain, if you know what I'm trying to say. Like actually feel it yeah. with them. I, I didn't really have that. And I, I wanted to know why. Why am I so emotionally cold? Like, I went from being the most sensitive child to just being emotionally shut off. Yeah. And it's good in terms of you don't get hurt, but it's terrible if you want to form very intimate connections with people. So I would find out I would have many, many friends in school, very, but hardly any of them would know me, know me, yeah. because I, I'm not willing to be transparent and vulnerable. So I just said, let me look into the psychology of this. What's going on here? <laughs> So yeah, that's another factor that led me to psychology at, at, at uni. Um, yeah.
That's cool. Because I, I personally, um, the route which I took is obviously I didn't go to university and I didn't go study psychology, even though that is one of the things that yeah. well, my I did graphic and arts and graphics. So that was sort of me. Um, mm. And it's interesting because when I started changing my mentality and I was gone for two years like yourself for free, I started reading a lot of psychology books and, and, yeah. and a lot of mindset books. And that sort of led me into a, because I went to a Catholic boys' school, and it's funny because you're we're yeah. like very juxtaposed right here. You're you really believe in God and like you yeah. work through God. I I'm yeah. agnostic. I know that God is existent yeah. in some way or format and I'm working with mm, him. Okay. I don't know what type of God it is or who it is. I just know yeah. that the universe sort of plays its role. Wow. And um but basically my okay. my Catholic okay. secondary school taught me not to believe in God. And and that's like not because they were literally every day saying don't study yeah, like, oh, what, to say, that's what? what happened was it's like okay yeah you have to in the exams provide the why you believe and why it would be false you know and the false made so much more wow. sense um so sort of that sort of like kicked me back that's out so of interesting but yeah, I'm Catholic, I'm Christian or Catholic. I don't know which one to say anymore. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I'm not part of the religion anymore in a sense. But my parents yeah. did grow me up in that sense. And yes, it would have its benefits. But I haven't really sort of dug deep to really understand that myself. Um, but it's really interesting because, yeah. as you said, you want to sort of um, watch how people make actions and how those actions relay in the mind it's exactly what i'm doing with you mm. when we're having this conversation it's really interesting to listen how you react yeah and like those things i don't know for some yeah. people are just like literally boring like they don't care but like everything from your gestures to like <laughs> your thoughts that like sort of makes me like yeah. literally like the screws turn and it makes me think even more yeah so yeah you see that's very interesting um oh i had a question no where did it go <laughs> My gosh. Oh, oh yeah. How do you you say you self you self-study now? Yeah. So what do you, yeah, what do you do? Um okay, so how do you keep yourself disciplined, should I say, really? I have a, yeah. I have like if we go back before all of the things I studied myself, there was a lot of sports, a lot of regime. I never had time to go outside. I never had time. I literally got home went to swimming or I went to football training I went to mm. all of these sports that I was doing and then I'd get back home and I'd have like an hour a couple hours to do the homework and I sit sleep no time for nothing yeah. you know yes I, I used to play games as well but like I at one point I didn't manage anything and that regime of me just like waking up sometimes even like twice a week before school I had to wake up 4 15 to go swimming training and a lot of the disciplines mm. were like instilled from a very young age but as I sort of wanted to move my own path and start, you know, building a structure to which I would follow, if I'm dropping university, I need to have something just like university would provide. So mm. I built my own plan, planning from what I would want to seek, what I want to build, the goals, the everything from A to Z. Um, and then writing a statement plan and, and working wow. with that every sort of year, you know, working with it for the following years um, and having a schedule, ma making sure you have that understanding your choices. So let's say knowing that, for example, if I went to university somewhere not in London, economically, it would be a financial strain on my parents, mm. just as myself yeah. and as well in my time. So it means I need to find a uni that's local, which 
sort of, yes, it might sort of like remove the quality of it. And which in my case, I don't think my uni was the best, but like it was too late because I wasn't in the pursuit of that thing specifically. Yeah. But let's say if I work, so I, I sort of put myself before COVID and all of this, I put myself in a position where like I do my job as well as I can. I worked everywhere. I am needed, mm-hmm. but I have the respect of them knowing that I'm studying and I can sort of require the amount of hours I want to work every day. So I would basically, okay. sometimes it may vary, vary, but I would work six hours every day. And basically mm-hmm. it allowed me to wake up seven in the morning or eight in the morning, work out quickly, um, do a lot of things before going to work. And then whilst at work, literally work is my relaxation. I'm talking to wow. people. I literally... I just don't think about nothing. So that's where wow. I feel like, or in some cases it has become my place of sort of meditation because I'm sort of just walking around when there's nothing to do and I'm in my thoughts mm. thinking and sort of debating. So I've led myself wow. into these positions. Now, if we're talking about what happened with furlough and the companies and the relationship to tier three, uh, the companies provided you sort of a safe harbor uh, throughout these hard times and yes they're keeping you floating and that's perfect you know especially for me like that's just me studying and it's basically the same life just without work yeah. um and great you're studying you're mm. but now when it comes mm. back to work you you need to provide your flexibility you have to provide your time because they mm. gave you that money they gave the belief in you so mm. now you have to show up so let's say yeah. it's come to this point christmas everything's yeah. opening up everything's and i'm just looking i'm not gonna find the time mm. to do everything i want to do and that's, yeah. that's a crisis for me that's a crisis mm. because i don't like not doing nothing and i've sort of come to Tough. understanding that it's fine not doing nothing but like it's just really difficult for me not to do nothing so tier three saved my life as i say that okay you understand yeah. the bad sides of it yeah. And and I'm not just walking away and like yeah. oh, I've been selfish in a sense. I know the benefits and the negatives and I have to be wary mm. on both sides because there are things that yeah. many people say without considering those aspects and then you just look really stupid and, and I don't really mm. like that because you have to sort of look at the big picture. Look, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's not difficult. Schedule and you just have to do it all the time. And what would that include, for example? Mm. It, it means I have reading of the field wow biographies autobiographies uh you're reading mm-hmm. uh, even more books on mindsets and and psychology you're trying to watch stuff on youtube that's building you into that direction you're unsubscribing to many people just waste your time you're unsubscribing to all the views of the people who wow. interest in you on social media and that's literally cutting off like that's the biggest one is cutting off like probably half the people you follow on instagram because you just follow them wow. for the sake of following you don't really have any connection there you haven't you've met once you know you said something so true no just just let them go maybe one day they'll come and you build a relationship that's proper um but then again you have to Mm. focus on yourself and you building you and um so Mm. that's how i do it but every day is like basically the same i'm quite a um, structured person so i literally just do the same day but like my goal is that's that's how it goes but that's fine don't worry that's discipline bro yeah it's actually quite okay it's not easy but like you get into (laughs) i like i can tell you're in your flow if you know what i'm trying to say like you're in your bag you know what i'm saying like you're flowing that's because you've you've built momentum there because not many people can do that like they have no set structure like as in outside of the normal educational institution it's outside of that you have your own free time 
and you choose to structure your day in such a way that you're productive. Not many people, you're around my, our age, I'm guessing, like 20-ish. I'm 20, I'm 20. Yeah, we're basically Yeah, same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So many guys will just be playing P4 or Xbox, bro. Okay, okay that's a good go. question. Actually, let me, I'm going to jump right in front of all the questions I had. But there was a question, um, and, and I basically had a conversation recently. Someone text messaged me on, on Instagram and said, there are a lot of people who don't have a grip on their lives, like a lot of people. And for me, I just mm. don't see that which I didn't see until that question arise yeah. in a sense. Because I'm like looking at all I see, yeah. Gary V's, the, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger and all those big stars, the Rock, the Kevin Hart's, the everything flying, yeah. the Bezos. And, and you're like, yeah. where, how do I do this? Do I not sleep at all? Do you know, do I need to wow. do everything? And what's your thought? Because I don't see how many people do waste their time. How bad is it? Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Woo. You know what? That speaks to so much because... At university, if you come to university, you'll understand what real-time wasting is, bro. You'll understand. People can, <laughs> I really people can wake up at 2 p.m., start playing PS4 4 p.m. until 4 a.m. the next morning, fam. A whole day can go like that on PlayStation. It's so At university, it, I wouldn't say it changes you. I'll say it reveals who you really are, maybe. It can change you. It can change you. I think like it's changed me. Um, when I came into uni, um, I, I I don't know. Before uni, I was structured. Duh, 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 duh. When that, all the, the confinements were gone, the first couple of months were a bit were a bit shaky. I was like, "Whoa, what is this? The, I, this freedom is a bit wild for me. <laughs> I can't I can't do this." <laughs> but then after I started around second year, I started to get into the flow of things and realize, okay, you have to discipline yourself. You have to structure yourself because it's so easy to fall into wake up late, do nothing, go, I, I'm never, I, I was never a party guy or a clubbing guy, but I would see friends, obviously. Yeah, yeah I found someone similar to me. Friends. Yeah, go out at night, having done nothing during the day, yeah. <laughs> sleep at four, come back at four, five a.m., sleep, and, and then it's a cycle. So you definitely can fall into an unproductive cycle if you, if you want to. But what I like about what you were saying is that social media... I heard this quote somewhere. I don't know where I heard it, but social media is kind of like an extension of your mind. So, but it's, it's like a feedback loop. So right now you are like, you're productive, you're on it, you're, you're disciplined, you're driven. So you're following people that are disciplined, driven, motivated. So that's what you're seeing. And that's what's get, getting reinforced. At uni, if you come a bit shaky um, and you're seeing people that are unproductive, that are ill-disciplined, that are just, you can start to adopt the same habits. You've heard of like, you're, you're the average of the, five people that you're around most of the time That's at really uni that is so true like from first year I'm, I was around great people still but yeah. just different people right to, to to now because of isolation you can be a lot more specific in terms of what you're actually consuming what you're taking in, in and who you're around and the change is crazy right now a lot of the change is external before it's going to be expressed externally in terms of what I do and achieve whatever yeah. but in terms of my mindset, when I read my journal, for example, yeah, it's just crazy. It's so journal, crazy. That's amazing. That's good. That's really good to hear. Yeah. I, oh, I had to start. Uni, I had to start. I realised I had to talk. What year? To, yeah. When did you start journaling? Literally uh, 2019, last year, February. February I started last year. Every day, yeah? Um, now it's every day. Before it was like once a week. Because um, during, just with lockdown, yeah, you can call friends and, and stuff like that, but you find that you're, you're speaking to yourself a lot. 
So I like to either catch ideas or just let stuff out. I don't like for things to go and, and for me to forget them or and this was for me to go past the situation, whether it was... The... Yeah, yeah. Man, if you were, if anyone put a camera in my room, I talk to myself a lot, man. It's, <laughs> same, same. I talk to myself a lot. Mom man. thinks I'm crazy yeah. sometimes. Like, I was just talking. But like, it's um, essential, bro. Uh, okay, and but look, you know, uni. That's the reason I left. So I I did go to uni for eight weeks, six weeks, yeah. and I paid two and a half k for literally wow. doing nothing. Like the wow. the program itself. Why is it that you go to uni and everyone's like? Why is first year and second year like a breeze? Like it's like they do on purpose. Like, what do you mean? Why don't we come here from the start? Because sixth form for me was like, bro, I had no break. Like I literally couldn't wow. catch a breath. And then I wow. come into uni, I'm like, wait, so you're telling me you don't expect this amount of work from me and I'm in uni? <laughs> uh, okay, so that's, oh, so that's how true, it is. Say, say, say. It's true. Oh, yeah, it just, it was a big shock because I expected it to go from sixth form was already here. Jesus, he were like here. Sixth form just jumped, came out of nowhere. I expected uni to come back here. But it was really here. And what makes uni hard is the lack of discipline, really. Because so uni can, okay, let me not even lie. Depending on your course and stuff like that, fair, if you do maths or whatever, it's going to be yeah. mad regardless. But <laughs> for most degrees, yeah, the workload is, is doable. Yeah. It's doable, but because we have because of the amount of time we have, yeah. but because of the lack of discipline, it can feel like it's the maddest thing in the world. Um, so now I, I can understand why you would feel like, what is this? Like this is not. What, what did you do? So I did. Graphics, I did was it graphics? You said. So I did graphic and media design, and then you come in, you're all prepared, you're all this, you know, you're ready to like proper hustle, yeah. and like you're like yeah. waiting. They said this is the new best thing. They've like made it, you know. Yeah. Uh, for they modernized it so it works better now and you're like okay okay let's see and then yeah. you come in and they're starting the basics and you've done everything and you're just like um, no nah, i hear you man and everyone's wasting their time so yeah. for me oh, i just had to leave like i don't have this thing where like if something's not working for me i take action mm. really quickly yeah so, and, and i'll weigh them really well so i'll do the pros and the cons and then like mm. i'll talk to myself for like a week probably before i do anything obviously wow. it's like just a snap and you do yeah. it mm. um but that thing i just had to leave and and that was difficult you know because you come yeah. into um, you, it's uncertainty you know the the you the not knowing yes i'm gonna build the structure i'm gonna plan it all but then again, everything's on you, so mm. it's it's hard, you know. But what did your um parents drink and everything? To be fair, it's it's weird. Like you know, the as I went into forex and I started doing that, and oh, I'm so still, you're trading as well. Yeah, so I'm still like okay. learning that, and it's really difficult. In, and everyone's got their different situation in trading. Um, mm. They, I, all I heard was the negatives, the bad things, everyone who's done it and failed, you know, and I never really heard of anyone who done it consistently until they made it, you know, and I don't see too mm. many people. And that's the thing Like, I want to have conversations with people who are like, they've done it their whole life and they just achieved it because they were just mm. consistent. And, and it's, wow. it's having conversations with people like that, that make you sort of aware that that's possible everything's possible and it's not like mm. drastic steps every day take small steps every day yeah. and you'll be the next professor like it doesn't mm. doesn't sort of rely on that but the parents yes the support's there but you know when they're supporting in spite of what you want to do and it's like yeah yeah the fake that's sort of the second face of it so 
Mm, yeah, cool. Yeah. Go do it. Make sure you do it properly. Um, but we wanted you to go to uni, and my dad to this day takes the Mickey out of me, and he's like, you know, really? you went to university, you know, you'd have this and that, and you know, Oxford and Cambridge, and all that. <laughs> it's like, come on, allow it. Like well, he hasn't dropped well, it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that's yeah. how that is. Um, now, university is an interesting one. And for yourself, are you happy? Oh yeah, because I want to ask you. Yeah, university is... Go on then. We're lagging a bit, so that's why... I'm happy I went? Speaking, uh, it feels yeah. like... Okay, okay. Second layer or something. Um, but basically, mm. what... Okay, so I asked basically everyone on the podcast, because everyone's basically the demographic of about finishing university and moving mm. away from that. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Can you sum up university? And can you tell us wow. a good thing and a bad thing in that sense? Do you think it was worth it as well? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> sum up university. <laughs> oh, learning experience, reality check, and yeah, learning re- experience, reality check. That's what it was for me. Um, it's been, well, that's the good thing, the good side of it. I've learned so much, knowing about myself, about others, how to navigate relationships, because prior to university, I'd just been not the same friendship group since year seven, but a similar friendship group up until year 11 and then it changed a bit in sixth form but I knew everyone in the school right I didn't have to try to make friends university you have to learn how to make friends again you're learning how to communicate to new people you're learning how to maintain new relationships because that university is so big I can see someone once and never see them again even though we got along so I learned the importance of intentionality in relationships like if I want to see you I have to make the effort to see you and then actually foster this relationship it's not just going to grow out of nothing like I could discover a connection here but now cool we have to build something here and that goes with platonic romantic it doesn't matter um another thing that was good is again linked back to the people (laughs) the people I've met have honestly they've they've changed the trajectory of my life not to sound dramatic but there's some people I've met that I know are going to be my guys or my girls for years to come, for my life, as in, I just thank God for them. Let me just say that. Like, there's some people that I've met that have, that have really, really helped me, that have really, really helped me. Because uni, if you're around the wrong people, it can be really rubbish. Because <laughs> as you said, the degree itself, you can really go online. Let me not lie. You can go online and... Like what I've learned, sorry to say, I don't want to talk down on, on <laughs> my uni's name. It's, I'm, I'm, it's decent, right? But you can go online with really and truly. It's the people that you meet, um, the connections that you build. That is what is, is, is really significant about uni. And again, not every uni, university um, or every person, should I say, gets that. So again, I thank God that I was able to meet the people that I've met because, you know, the trajectory of my life has just changed. Um, the bad side of it is, what's the bad side of it? Um, I would say, wow, I thought I'd have a lot more things to say about the bad things. Um, yeah, let me think now, because there there is bad to uni, right? Bad. Um, I guess maybe the isolation, even pre-COVID. Um, 
as I said before, unless you're extremely, because I'm lucky, I'm an introvert. I like being by myself and I, that's why I recharge. But then once I'm with people, I'm very confident and out there. And but so for, for, for people that are not like that, you can feel very lonely and isolated at uni easily, easily. So I feel as if the, the care on that aspect of it, in terms of maybe mental health, it could be better at uni. And also, and this isn't a problem of uni, maybe this is a problem with uni culture, but the way you can easily just fall by the wayside. Like you can you can go to zero lectures, zero seminars, zero ever, no one will know. They'll send you a couple emails. Oh, where have you been? We've missed you. Um, and you've just disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, that is a bit... And I, again, I can't really get onto uni because it's a big uni, how many thousands of students are in this uni. Um, price? But all in all... Uh, say again? What about the price? The price? Okay, yeah, the price, yeah. Luckily in the UK... Um, even think about it yeah luckily in the uk uni that isn't <laughs> as seen as bad as um uni debt in the us in the us i know it's, it's, it's a bigger thing here here it's like you pay nine percent um of your nine percent of your income pl- over twenty one thousand. so once you, if you get a graduate role say you're making 30k only you only pay nine percent on on nine um, k so it's not too bad and obviously you can pay it off faster if you want so yeah the price is, is significant but in terms of the people i've met and the opportunities that have come from it and the sh- shift in mindset i think it's been worth it but i feel i don't feel like university is universally good for everyone or universally bad for everyone it really depends someone like you who's structured and knows where they want to go already you don't need to go uni uh, my brother didn't go to university and he's working at Atlantic Records right now. He's doing great things. You don't need university. If you are like you, as I said before, you know where you're going, you know what you want to do, you know what you need to do to get there, do that. Like you don't need a degree. Someone like me, who is driven, motivated, knows, but doesn't quite know what career they want yeah. and is figuring that out and needs a bit more time, university could be for you. But I would say, don't just jump into any uni, any random course. Think about your course. Think about where you're going. Because if you listen to what I just said, it's the people that you meet and the relationships that you make that will make or break your university degree. And how intentional you are in terms of positioning yourself. Because I believe regardless of what you need to go to, there'll be some people that are like-minded. There'll be some people that are like-minded. You just have to be strategic in terms of where you place yourself. First year was great, but not okay good but not great because i didn't position myself in, in in the places where i would have to stretch and meet people that um would force me to grow second year i put myself in those scarier environments and that's where things took off really um but yeah overall it's worth it if um if you meet the right people <laughs> and you can't yeah. you can't know whether you're going to meet the right people or not before and it's also worth it if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or yeah you have to you, you know have what I'm saying but okay. it depends it's, it's in, an ugly answer but it depends really <laughs> in terms yeah. of um time wasting and how you manage your free time what, what's that yeah. like? and interesting also you said first second year i would expect more time wasting in those two years no. Yeah, I would say first year you can get away with more time wasting. Second year you can't get away with as much because obviously it steps up slightly. 
Um, how do I manage it now? Now I've realized, I don't think this is even a me thing. I think this is in the psychology of everyone. If you wake up at a late time and you look at the time and it's already 10, 11, 12, and you feel like you haven't done anything, you can think, oh, the day's already gone. I might as well just kill the, kill the whole day. Um, so one thing that really helped me with that is adopting the mindset that it's never too late to save the day. So even if, cool, you did mess up, life happens, you've woken up late um, and, and you started work late, don't write off the whole day. Even if there's an hour left, two hours left, three hours left, four hours left, you can still make that 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 time productive and efficient. Just write down maybe one or two things you want to do and go and attack it and get it done. Because in first year, another thing I learned is that I would always wait to, to feel like it before I'd done something. But a lot of the times, your action comes before your motivation to do something. Yeah. And I should have known it because I've been going to gym since I was, what, 15? And you don't always feel like going the gym sometimes you have to go to the gym first and then you feel like once you're training okay i'm enjoying this now i feel like training but you don't always feel like doing it so that's two things doing things you don't feel like doing is going to help understanding that it's never too late to save a day even if the day is gone and the best thing to do is just plan your day the night before like now after i do this i'll do a bit of work cook sleep because i know i have to go to gym in the morning like the next day <laughs> starts the night before. Just understand these they, they sound so simple, but as you said, get used to the boring, get used to the mundane because it's simple, but it works. You feel what I'm saying? Long term, it has like really exponential results, and it's just that gradual like build up of it. Okay, and and then again, this relays like the things you say. They're very small, but they all link to delayed gratification. And I don't think many people purpose it mm. well in their lives. If I want to know your opinion about it. You want to get your life sorted out. Is there an urgency to it? Do you have any worries about the uncertainty? You know, for example, you yourself, you told me you're not working and you're still relying more on your parents. And mm. me, myself, I felt like if I didn't go to work and I didn't manage all of the things I'm doing, I don't think my parents would be especially happy with me. So tell me your yeah. sort of situation in that sense. Yeah. So obviously I'm at uni. So my parents right now don't expect me to work. Once I graduate, they expect me to work, obviously. So they'll be on my neck. If I'm still asking for please, they'll be like, what? Even now I could work, but because luckily student loan bursaries, whatever, I don't have to. Um, but the urgency, I think there is always, especially going to like university like Warwick, there's a silent pressure. There's a silent competition in the not competition, but there's a silent tension in the air because everyone is looking to get a graduate role, to get a position at this firm, to advance here. So you're always thinking about, whoa, if I'm not there yet, am I lagging behind? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? But I think a key thing is understanding in, in these instances, they can do one of two things, either motivate you to go and just apply yeah. the small steps that you said. Understand that it's not going to come right now. What I do now, maybe a hundred days or a year or whatever later, that's when it's going to pay off. Or it's going to demotivate you and just make you sharp. So for me, there's always a tension there. Not a tension, but uh, whoa, what's going to happen in the future? Um, but I know, again, everything for me stems back to my, my trust in God. I know that if I intentionally try, not even try, if I intentionally follow his will for my life and also not only do that, but I am intentional and I'm proactive and I work 
and I do what what in terms of what I've been given, I do it well. I'm patient with it. I'm resilient with it. In the end, it'll pay off. Like these people that get jobs or do this or whatever, as you said, they're human, bro. It, it, every professor, every master, they were once a beginner. So it's easier said than done because you have to constantly remind yourself, okay, like you told yourself it wasn't going to be easy. That's why I like even things like YouTube or filming myself, like in times like this, so I can look back and think, okay, you made it through that sticky point that you were in. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah, there is definitely an, an urgency, a silent urgency, but at the same time, there's an arrest, there's a rest and assurance that yeah. I, I, I trust in God, like, and I trust in God and I trust that in due time, it will come if I work. If, I, if I'm a bum, I'll get bummy results. That's a fact. Regardless, God is going to be looking down and saying, bro, you're not doing anything. I'm not going to, I'm not a genie fan. So do your, do your work. You feel what I'm saying? Your parents, so, uh, so, yeah, I'm not scared for the future. Do your parents expect anything from you? What's, is there any specific push? Because it feels like because you work through the God, it gives you that sense of calm. And is it always like that? Or is there anything that pushes you externally? externally well there's all yeah there's always external pressures obviously um the, the, the family they don't do it on purpose this one is more you okay <laughs> so say i was doing well in jesus i was i was doing well in jesus or whatever they would put your grades in a group chat and now all your aunties are texting you and saying oh wow you're doing amazing so there's always a, there's like a quiet competition amongst the cousins. You go to a family barbecue, you're like, hey, bro, so what grades you get? It's like, <laughs> it's like very weird, isn't it? But nah, um, so that's an unintentional pressure. I don't feel like they do it on purpose. But even so, regardless of them doing it or not, you want to do well for them. You want to provide for your mom. You want to provide for your dad. You want to provide for your siblings, your, your future family, if you want to have a family. So there's these pressures are always in your mind. And... Just because you have God, it doesn't mean you're not going to have these pressures or have these challenges. It just means he's going to be with you in there. You feel what I'm saying? That's that's the only difference. Um, it's not like there's an absence of pressure or there's an absence of challenges. You, there's definitely challenges and pressure. You just um, handle them a bit differently. I guess. And the idea is that when you ask for, you know, improvement in patience or whatever, you know, have the ability to work harder, God will provide you those situations to feel that struggle, <laughs> to work in that struggle, mm, to build those yes. skills. Um, and, and that's what Morgan, I think it's Morgan Freeman in the film that mm. says it really well, whether, you know, asking God, will he just give or will he provide the opportunity to make the best of it? And that's good. So that's so good. Good. I do take that the the God's position and you know the words they say is perfect because you know if you follow the life of the rules mm. they're good they're all positive you know there's nothing bad they're literally spreading positivity yeah. and love yeah and at some extent it may be too much you know you still want to enjoy your yeah. life you know you still want to learn from your own mistakes but that's just mm. me I mean but for you, like, that's fine. It works for you and it keeps you driven. You know, that's the, the very specific thing that mm. you found that works yeah. for you. And let's let's go mm. back and summarise youth. Um, yeah. And that conversation we had, you know, about people being unproductive and a lot of people wasting their time and not finding an issue with that or maybe being unable to mentally position themselves to actually pursue that. What is the worst thing, mm. like the worst characteristic within the youth? Ooh, wow wow what's the worst one? maybe it's the um the need for instant gratification i would say 
yeah. I would say. And that's been um, really highlighted or maybe even intensified with social media. Um, not even just instant gratification, but validation and approval and the need for applause. Because you're doing a lot of what I like to call like the silent work or, you know what I'm saying, the dog work it. where, you know what I'm saying, like no one's clapping for you, no one's, but you're doing the dog work and you know it's going to pay off eventually. You're not every time you, you read a book, you know, hey, I've just read this book, guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're not doing that. But this generation lives and dies of the validation. And I think that's dangerous. That's so, so dangerous because now they're t- attaching their value to, to applause and stuff like that. And therefore, like for men, we go to wherever the most applause is. And in this society, usually that's getting girls or just doing mad things or doing whatever. And that's when life can just get so messy because guys, people, humans, our emotions change, our feelings change. One second you're on top of the world, next second you're counseled. So I think it's that need for approval, which is killing us, men and female, uh, women and men, both old and young, mainly young, to be fair. And then the um, instant gratification, obviously Amazon Prime, Netflix, skip, skip, skip. We can get things in two seconds. We don't have to wait. Back in the day, you'd watch a movie, you have, you have to wait next week. Now we can binge watch things. You feel what I'm saying? So I think those two things are dangerous. And I try to, I don't know I tried to train myself out of them by doing things that I know are not going to pay off now. That's why I'm very thankful that I started training when I was young. So yeah. I understand the idea of the grind and the dog work and the process. Because um, I, I feel like that's what we, we are missing. So two years ago or three years ago, you took that gap, right? Yeah. And, and, and this will relate to this idea that who you are now is totally different to who you were. Would you remember anything that you said back then that you would totally disagree with now and you'd want to sort of not amend it, but you sort of look yeah. at it a different perspective? That's interesting. Um, that's interesting. Well, I'm, oh, okay. So the main difference between, so I started um, understanding, okay, I want a bit more to life when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I started the channel, right? But then 17 is when I realized I was being inauthentic. Um, and then that's when I took the break to where I am now. So what type of things would I say? If I look back at my books, do I have them? No, they're back at home. Um, they were decent messages. They weren't bad messages. Like they, they were decent. The only things, okay, I fell into my own trap. It was the instant gratification. It was the looking for applause. It was like YouTube, firstly, I have to have 10K subscribers. Otherwise, it's failure so those are the type of things i would change i remember even making a mood board <laughs> with ten thousand subscribers on it like little things like that and these are not necessarily bad things but yeah. these are these are outcome focused yeah. i wasn't focused on becoming a better video maker a better writer a better editor stuff like this um so if i could i would change the need for instant applause i, I, I can't remember what i said obviously but i would change the need for things to be instantly successful i thought if you go back to my first video, I thought my transformation video would get a million views and I would blow up and I would become the next <laughs> big thing in it. So I would change the need for that instant success and, and learn to appreciate the process and the ugly work. And I'm so glad out. I'm yeah. so glad you took that route because many people, and I, I see this a lot because what happens, you, you want to get that quick famous, you know, be famous for this amount of time or even get right. rich quick. 
but you never learned the process of how to deal with it. And now you're in the midst of literally being unhappy, having everything when you could have prepared for it. And, you know, that's another journey. Like, it's not bad. You fix the money, the monetary things, the fame. You filled a lot of gaps mm. that you wanted to fill. But now you're having this big backlash of you just wanting to be back to normal and wishing you didn't exactly. really do that, you know? But it's again, wow. I really applaud you for, you know, taking that leap of three years and changing. And it took yeah. a time. I see three years yeah. is quite a lot. And people yeah. wouldn't understand that. That's how it is. You have to go behind the scenes and you have to go start digging for answers. It's not you saying, yeah. I don't know what I want to do, but are you really mm. looking for the answers? You know, that's Ooh, the that's thing. I really hate Oh, I, it's not even that. Hey, I really just like the thought of it that people complain all the time. But okay, mm. write down that complaint and look for the answers. You know, go speak to the That's people good. who may have like those that. answers. It's and yeah. okay, I'll tell you my recent one. I figured out which I said, which sort of like backfired on me, and I was like yeah. a bit confused yesterday. I said when I went to my uni specifically, I, I was at that point where I sort of knew more than the actual mentors. Like, the, wow. like, and I was like so frustrated because I literally did this like a hundred times. I've passed this. Mm. I don't want to go back to it. I know the cause of it. I need to build something better. Maybe let yeah. me skip the second year. And they mm. always talked about the stories about who they were, you know, what they did. Yeah, And, yeah, and I yeah. was like, for yeah, me, yeah. the answer was that they're basically failures of the industry who come back and they come into this gratefulness wow. of let's teach now. But then again, wow. not all of them come back and teach fully. They teach for the mm. sake that it's got a good wage, it has good mm. benefits. Oh, well, mm. these kids don't really care anyway. They come, they want to yeah. waste time. I'll do it, but you know, whatever. Let's do yeah. it. I want to reroute from the position where I was before and saying, I think that was mainly towards a lot of people. I was like that in the mm. like universities and for professors. I need to re reframe from that and understand that there are seriously really good people who are really like, trying to be opportunistic, opportunistic for people, especially students, and let them grow. You know, and and it's the few that are sort of ruining <laughs> the face of that. You know, so mm. much, so much growing is happening but then so much stalling is happening because of the others mm. you know and that's again what's the how, how does that work because you've got these very serious courses you've got you know being a doctor being a lawyer they're very yeah. thorough they're direct you come into a creative field or you come into another why is it now that it's why is it easier why is it for some reason less demanding you know you're trying to yeah. figure out it should be equal, you know. They're not like they're yeah. really different. Art is as difficult as you know being a doctor. Really, depending on, but it really depends on what you do with the art, though. You know, if you're really like pushing yourself to the limit, mentally yeah. and creatively, maybe yes, it comes to that point. But yeah. yes, they're totally two different things. But in a sense, that we yeah. should have the like the push, I guess. I just feel as if being a doctor, for example, is literally a life or death thing, yeah. maybe. And that's that's critical. If you if you get it wrong, your your patient could potentially maybe not be finished, dead in all cases, but harmed. Um, and then in other courses which are more relaxed, um, their their content is still like for my example, my con my course is not easy per se. It's still difficult. It's still yeah. it's still challenging. You still have to wrap your mind around the concepts and the ideas. But with humanities, for example, this I do psychology and um, yeah. global sustainable development. It's a lot more abstract. You're a lot more. You have a lot more freedom to think with these hard STEM subjects. Um, 
it's a lot more rigid and structured. If you don't get this, you don't, you're not gonna progress, you can't get any further. Um, and I'm not sure why the push is different. I'm not maybe this, hmm, I'm not sure. I was gonna say it's a reflection of the people, but I don't think it is because you are someone who chose a more art, arty route, yeah. you're still extremely driven. Someone could choose medicine and just get there just because they're naturally good at the sciences. Um, but they're not actually as driven as someone in art. So I'm not sure why the push is so different. I just think the nature of the work, the context of the work that when you actually become a professional in it, yeah. they're just so completely different. But as to why one is harder than the other, I don't know. But I feel like it's that the onus is on the person who's doing the course to, to make the most out of it. And in your case, if you already know, I'm not sure actually whether you can skip second year, first year, or maybe choose harder modules or do something or ask for extra work. I'm not sure, but either way, the onus is on the individual to make the most out of the degree. I um, can tell you why they wouldn't let you go into second year now. Oh, why? Uh, oh, money. money. Yeah. It's a big business, you know, the, that's the viewpoint. I literally yeah. started my pursuit yeah. in the sense that education was against me. And it wasn't doing the things yeah. the way I expected it, w- it was to do. Sixth form yeah. was better than university. And and yes, I can't really justify it because I didn't stay there long enough. But if I did, I would have wasted yeah. a lot of money, most likely. Mm. So it's then again, you know, just like comparing the things. And, and I, I really want them to improve it. You know, why is online courses becoming so much more better available? Especially in these times now, everyone's paying this, the same fee. But online course could provide the same thing and you're at home and, and things just don't add up anymore. I feel like you made a good point. Some courses are created solely, well, I don't know this, but I assume solely for the purpose of getting money. You know what I'm saying? Because, cool, there's going to be students out there who don't know what they want to do. Let's create a course. We can bring them in, take their money, and they're learning something that they could learn online. I never even thought about it like that, but perhaps <laughs> that is... Um, an incentive as well but there's good and benefits why... from university 100 percent. i mean yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of good examples out there and it's really as you say you know in that process what you're attaching to the most yeah um, i don't see people wasting their time because of the cycle i'm in um yeah, and the, yeah. the way i've set my mind to only see that but then again i'm coming to these p- positions or like these conversations to talk to people who are in those situations to open them up and maybe let them yeah. get that push they need to move forward um, and now talking about, yeah. you know, challenges and moving forward, what was your biggest challenge, whether that was in education or sports, the, maybe the transition of changing? What was the challenge? Yeah. The biggest challenge for me was it comes down to resilience. I feel like you have two types of people. I don't obviously know you the first time I spoke to you from what I'm hearing. It sounds like, I could be completely wrong, but it sounds like you've been pretty driven from young, pretty resilient from young. I, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Pretty For right. me, I would, it, the things that I was good at, I would go with them 100% how I would do them. But when there were challenges or when I was scared or fearful or uncomfortable, I would either drop my level so that if I failed, oh, I could say I wasn't trying or I just wouldn't try. To ex- Examples football and public speaking. I was very good at football, might I say, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oscar Mill. <laughs> oh my god, now when I was younger, a Chelsea scout came to one of my games when I was like 10 years old. Wow. Asking my they probably do this to a lot of kids. 
asking my mom to come um, to invite me to invite me to a game, right? So he could come and watch my games. I told my mom, you do not call that scout because he watched me and he said, tell, call me up. He watched me, he liked me. Said, tell, tell me to come down to one of your son's games and I'll come. I said, mom, whatever you do, do not call that scout. Why? Fear. I was scared. I was naturally a person who was risk averse. If there was risk or opportunity for failure, potential for failure, I would run away from it. Fast forward uh, full four, three, four years down the line, um, I'm going to trials now. And, and if I got one no, I would take that as a sign as uh, I'm not meant to do this at all. And it, st- it, it leaked into other things like public speaking. Now I love public speaking. Um, but at the time when I was in year eight, I would, I gave a speech in, in, in my classroom. We'd done a little Jack Petchy thing in front of like five people. I won that. They asked me to do it in front of my whole year now. And I said, absolutely impossible. I'm not going to go up there. Why? <laughs> because again, fear. So I, I noticed a pattern that I was running away from situations where I'd be uncomfortable, where I'd be fearful. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to achieve nothing in this life. Because from early, I was, I knew I wanted to do, you know, things in this life, but I knew I wasn't going to get there just being scared of everything. So I made a decision from year eight. Whenever I'm scared, I'm going to jump into it. And then from there, two years later, in year 10, I got asked to give my first speech um, in front of like 400 students. I was scared, but I said, I'm jumping into it. I've done it. Year 11, same thing, I've done it. Year 13 comes, I'm head boy. I'm giving a, okay. a speech in front of a thousand parents and students now. And I become known as Mr. No Notes. That's what the teachers called me because I would give a speech with no notes. And it would just, obviously, I, would, I don't know how I used to memorize speeches, because now I use my phone or something, but I used to rehearse my speech to the point where it would just come out beautifully. And that stemmed from me learning resilience because I was so scared of failing all the time. And I just didn't like that feeling of fear having me and, and winning, if you know what I'm saying, because I'm scared I don't do. So that was the biggest challenge. And if I could go back, that's the only thing I would change about my childhood. I would jump into scary situations that's the only thing i'll change and that was the biggest challenge i had to overcome oh, even with right. see for me it's like i i always avoided you know i might have been a prefect but i didn't even want that position you're like the head boy you you face the fears <laughs> of speaking i literally just avoid it i just continued yeah. the studying i went that route and now it comes yeah. a point where i'm supposed to do this podcast and i had this idea with, uh, with the mentor my mentor yeah. and, and i'm like wait I'm really like I'm not like that I'm complicating it but now I've got all these yeah. thoughts you know as if you're studying psychology you probably you're overthinking things afterwards yes. and you're like but you're thinking ver- thinking of variants that could occur and I'm then trying to think of a way how am I going to be judged you know and why do I care to be judged wow. and all of these things come in and I'm mm. answering them and then you said the 10,000 I don't have a go as long as I do this consistently yeah. and and I talk to someone new every week or every second mm. week over yeah. five years what does that mean I've probably met like 300 people you know and that's great that's fantastic. That's yeah. I don't need to go uni I've built my network you know what? <laughs> Yeah, that's very yeah, that's what you've done it for free. I, I paid 30k or whatever. <laughs> you got it for free. <laughs> no, I studied for it, you know, like yeah. I self-studied to position yeah. myself where we could have conversations that are productive, you know. Mm. If it was two years ago or three years ago when you know you wasn't in this mindset, we wouldn't be able yeah. to talk. 
But it's yeah, weird. Definitely. It's weird how it let like God yeah. put us together in this conversation or something. Come on. Yes, yeah, amen to that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no, I like that because I even like the way you just randomly hollered me. I was like, "Who is this guy?" I didn't know you, obviously. I just saw you in the D. I was like, "Who is this guy?" And it was I like the boldness and the confidence. You knew what you you know what you wanted to do, and you've done it. I like that, and that's why I was like, "Cool, let me jump on." And yeah, this has been a great conversation. I've enjoyed it so far. So yeah, the idea just anyone watching, just do what you're scared to do if you if you feel as if you're really meant to do it because. And the other side of it is some great, great things, potentially. And a recent, we had a, I listened to your recent, I think, uh, your upload to YouTube about celibacy and uh, yeah. premarital sex. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm interested, just for the bands, like what we're saying, you're virgin yeah. then, yeah? Oh, 100, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, mad respect. I have, actually, I have, actually. Yeah, let me tell you about me then, because you opened up, I might as well do that for me and put myself on the spot. So, yeah. I only lost my virginity when I was mm. 20. And uh, the reason was because I didn't want to go down the wow. route and I wanted to find someone who I wanted to be with seriously. Mm. And I found that person now and I'm only like okay. spending my time with her. But it's interesting because you're literally going to wait yeah. for that. You, you, I don't know if you have that yeah, bro. when that person <laughs> comes, but you're, and, and that, oh, that no. pursuit yeah. of, you know, you have that delayed gratification for that specific thing and you know what it yeah. will bring, you know, you have your reasoning. But tell us yeah, exactly. about that because it's interesting. It was really good to listen into that conversation. Okay, that's interesting. Again, this one stems back to my relationship with God. When I was younger, right, I would hear a lot of my friends, even in Sunday school and that, they'll say, oh, I ain't waiting. Like, that's Why would I wait for marriage? Like, just because my mum told me to. And I feel like that's a, lot, that's a problem, right? Because... um if we feel as if we're just doing things because we're being told to by our mom or because of some airy fairy thing, we're not going to do it. But if we understand that as a Christian, you're in a relationship with God, you're in a relationship with him, as in he, he loves you. He's the one who created you. He created your body. He knows why he's given you these certain urges and desires and feelings. He knows what's best for you. And not only that, but he wants what's best for you. So if he has said, do a certain thing, I am going to assume that his wisdom is greater than my wisdom, regardless of how I feel at the moment. So I'm going to submit myself onto him and wait. And another thing, when I was around my boys, obviously around 15, 16 is when they started to lose the virginity. And 9.9% of them, mine said 9.9%, 99.9%. I was like, where'd you get that statistic? Wow. Oh, if my math teacher is watching, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But 99.9% and just came back and was like, is that it? Because we obviously want to ask, bro, how was it? What going? What? Brev, I can't lie. It was, fam, is that it? And I was like, rah, this is nuts. Obviously, when you're with someone that you love and care about, it's different. But I understood that in today's society, sex is a thing that is um, maybe overrated, but undervalued. You feel what I'm saying? It's overrated, but undervalued. I believe that sex is, is a sacred thing and it, it should be reserved from, from you know, uh, reserved to the covenant of marriage. Um, because if I'm willing to, you know, lay my, my soul bare to someone and be completely vulnerable with someone and then an, an external expression of that intimacy that we already have is sex, that's going to make it mad. 
But if we just do the one night stand thing and just the willy nilly thing, which was possible because at the age of 15, 16, people are experimenting, options are there. I knew from experience, from reading the Bible, from listening to elders that it wasn't going to be it. And I didn't just want to continue the cycle that I had seen the people yeah. that have gone before me continue because I'd seen the effects of um it basically. Is there a possibility to... you find the person you love, you stayed with them 10 years now, or I don't know, five years the same, and and you know you're gonna be with her for the rest of your time. You've built the relationship, yeah. you know who you are, you've mm. understood her viewpoints. Would you cut it short? No, nah, we'll get married. We'll get married first, bro. We'll get... <laughs> we'll... <laughs> so how soon will you get married then? That's the question. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. That's the thing. Obviously, I don't, I don't have a girl right now. I'm, I'm single. I'm chilling right now. I'm enjoying my life. Because I don't like rushing seasons. Another mistake I made when I was a youth, I used to rush seasons. Um, and I used to like to get to the next one quickly. But luckily, there was a couple of things. Let me just give alcohol, for example, right? When we were year seven, year eight, my friends started drinking and that, obviously. And it's like, I would look back, right? And I would think, in a couple of years' time, not only is this going to be legal, but my body is going to be able to function properly and, and absorb the alcohol correctly. Why are we rushing? Why, cannot we, why can't we be 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds? Why are we rushing seasons and rushing steps like... Right now, when I'm single, I want to, again, everything stems back to that. I believe that right now during my singleness, I don't have to worry about a girl and all of these things. I can focus on being devoted to God. Um, I can focus on loving those around me, pursuing my purpose, doing what I'm called to do without the distractions. Because I'm not saying a girl is a distraction, right? It's a great thing. I, I bet you love your girl. But it's another thing on your mind. You don't just go about your day. You think about her day also. You think like, what you do affects her. Yeah. And same way, what she does affects you, right? Right now, when that's not a thing, I want to enjoy it. Because once it goes, it's going to be gone. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah. if yeah, if, I've, if, if we've been together for five years, why would I marry her? Like, you feel me? If I no, know this people, is the one. Yeah, I know. But like some people take their time to get into marriage. So it's, I don't know why I yeah. went that specific route of asking. Yeah. I could have just said two years, three years together, you get married. Yeah, two, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. okay. But I mean, it makes yeah. sense, you know. But that's, yeah. that's that's great because, you know, you and, and we need more examples of people with these viewpoints because mm. everyone's complicating it and making it like creating complexes within themselves, you know. It isn't mm. something that's spect it's spectacular with the right person, you know. Yeah. If it's done correctly, if it's done with meaning and purpose. Mm. If you're just doing it for the sake of doing it and you know you have to do it because you'll gain you that, you know, that credit between your mm. friends, that's that's bad. That's bad. It's not gonna mm. be fulfilling. Yeah. And it's like no one talks about it. You know, we don't talk about it with our parents. It's a conversation where yeah. we can learn everything through them yeah. directly. But no Bro. Come on. Bro. I can't wait to be a guy. I'm gonna talk about everything with my kids. Bro. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about everything, bro. How many kids? It's gonna you be interesting, man. I used to say five, right? And then I realized money is a thing, and it's gonna be expensive to have five, right? But um, oh. if I'm financially patterned, five. And if my wife wants five, five. If not, I wouldn't mind two, but two to five minimum. Why? Well, now nah, two's little. Three to five. Three to five. 
that's what I'm saying. Two to three for me. It's sort of like yeah, yeah, around, yeah. Yeah. financially, I'm not worried about that. That that's 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 the way I look at things. And um, we've talked a while, and now I'm gonna slowly transition into the last five questions, which I always ask okay. the same. And do people refer to you as a positive person? And how do you stay positive? Wow. Wow. So yeah, obviously I don't know what people say behind my back, but <laughs> <laughs> to my face they tell me yeah, I'm positive, whatever. How do I stay positive? Um, so does this mean how do I stay maybe joyful, maybe? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so in all honesty, um the joy, hmm. Happiness comes and goes. It's like that, that depends on circumstance. Like some days you wake up, you're happy and you had a great day, whatever. Some days you haven't. But in terms of like a joy or a peace, um, that comes from God. And what something that uh, regulates my emotions when I'm feeling a type of way, this is just a practical step. So there's something about showering that really helps me. This is so random. But something about <laughs> showering with gospel music, just blasting wow. it, that just really because when I find I'm, I'm in a rut and I just had a whack day, yeah, that just helps me. That I don't know what it does. I don't know what it is about the water and the gospel music. There's a, just one symphony that goes on and I just feel so, I'm just singing afterwards, even if I had a whack, whack day. But what helps me in terms of in life in general is, again, as a Christian, understand the perspective that um, what, I'm here on this earth for a very, very short period of time yeah. um, in the grand scheme of things, right? I'm here for a short period of time. So whatever, and I believe that my life is in God's hands. So whatever I go through, regardless of how, I'm talking about the sad times, it's easy to be happy when you're happy, obviously, but yeah. the sad times, regardless of what I, I go through, not only is God with me, but it's, it can, if I choose to see it the right way, it, it will work together for my good if I see it the right way. Like, just because you go through challenges doesn't mean you're going to grow from the challenges. You have to choose that growth. And that's something that's really helped me. Because I, I remember when I was a bit younger, I would go through things and I think, this just sucks, bro. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. This is just whack. I don't like this. But then one, I don't know what my mom said. Like, there's seasons in life. She said something that changed my life, right? And I just decided to just look at things differently. Like, we could go through the exact same situation. And just by me changing my perspective, yeah. I understand that I'm here temporarily. God can turn this around for my good, et cetera, et cetera keeps me sane keeps me joyful even admits storms and trials and tribulations um that's what really helps me and i would like to say everyone that just heard that listen to that perspective it's the way you look at the idea the thought and 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 also i'm interested that psychology and understanding yourself make you more self-centered in the ability to know yourself and manage your emotions better wow yeah, it's, it's helping. It's helping. It's a process. It's a process. Like, in terms of first year to where I am now, it's definitely helped. It's actually nice. It's helped significantly. One thing I can think of an example, Um, they're called schemas, right? Schemas and heuristics, something like that. Basically, what I just spoke about, the lens through which you re- view people or situations or whatever. So my brother and sister, for example, before you know university i was crazy <laughs> i would sometimes look at them and think oh they're ganging up on me they're doing this they're doing because i'm the middle child right middle child syndrome whatever but when i came to, to, to uni and i learned about this thing called schemas i was like wow so this whole time 
I could be looking at a situation where they're being completely normal, but because of the way I'm looking at it, I, I think that they're being malicious when that's solely in my mind. Yeah. They're completely normal and being fine, but because of the way I choose to look at it, I'm ruining this relationship. And that just one example of how psychology has really helped my relationship, not just with my brother and sister, who we are just like this now, but in other relationships in general. Before I judge your intention, I don't, I, I'm not in your head, I don't know your intention. I just look at your action and I look at how I feel first. And from there, I come to you, instead of saying, you've done this on purpose, you tried to do da 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 I say, this is what you've done, this is how I felt, let's talk about it. Instead of me attacking your intention when I don't know it. Yeah. So that's one thing that really helped me with um, psychology. That's perfect. Good answer. Um, do you think people should have a net worth of one billion? Ooh, billion, did you say? Yeah, one billion. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you weren't expecting these questions. Um, <laughs> my gosh. Not at all. <laughs> um, so net worth, that's not in their bank, right? That's just in terms of assets. Oh, let's say they, they, they have earn, a yeah. billion. They earn. They have earned billions. They earn billions. They earn it. Oh. Jeff Bezos, we could say he earns billions, even though it's okay. net worth, but he earns Yeah, billions. okay, even though, yeah, okay, cool. Oh, uh, okay, cool. That, this is my answer. I don't think it's a problem keeping a lot of, um, making a lot of money, but I think keeping it would be a problem. Like there's no way you need it. Even your, you've set up your family for life, for generations. Yeah. Just keeping money for money's sake, I think that's a problem. Instead of making, did you say, what was the question? Can you make it? Can yeah, you make you, it? Yeah, having, having or making. Yeah, I think you can make it. If, if you're talented at what you say, you become the biggest businessman in the world. That's not your fault. You're good at what you do, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> you're good at what you do. But if you just keep it and hoard it, then I think it becomes problematic. I think the more you give, I don't agree with more money, more problems. I believe in more money, more responsibility. So the more you make, the more you should be a blessing to other people. The more, the yeah. more money, the more innovations, the more creativity, the more support. Yes, that's the, good. Uh, the planet. Um, yeah, and I think that every single time I keep asking everyone these questions, the the better refined these answers get for me myself. So it's wow. really weird. and everyone else who's wow. listening, listening to everything towards the end, and then relay every single EP. Then you understand how to collect the data in a sense. Um, but yeah, and then what would you say to yourself two years ago if you knew where you were now? Wow, two years ago. Two years ago, I knew where I was now. How old was I? 18. What was I doing at 18? Wow. I would say trust the process, keep going. Um, don't get sidetracked or, or fall into comparison games and trying to look at what other people are doing and try to copy. Just stay on track, stay on course, stay, yeah, stay on it. Trust the process, focus on incremental gains over time rather than the fast things. That's what I would say. Just trust the process. And what would Be you, disciplined. What would you tell yourself now, two years forward? Two years forward? Yeah. Wow, so I can speak to my 22-year-old self. <laughs> yeah, First yeah. of all, I'll say, boy, I hope you got a job. I hope you're making <laughs> money, dog. Um, oh, so what would I ask in terms of a 
question or well, like basically in 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 i remember during um sixth form i think the start of sixth form i got every single person got told to write a letter for themselves and which you'd collect at the very last day of church wow. and i collected i said i get these these grades and basically i wasn't far off them um, wow. so that's the okay so in terms of like where i want to be in that maybe even just morally more support or the idea of morally. like manifesting the idea where you would like to be so. oh okay um what i told my 22 year old self Ooh. i would say one thing that i would hope that i can say is that i have remained in terms of my youtube and everything i hope that i've remained authentic to to my original mission and aim and goal and that i haven't allowed um praise to get to my head and then criticism to get to my heart so if i could tell myself anything i would say i hope that you have not fallen off in that sense i hope you've stayed remained authentic in your walk that's what i would have recent book you read recent book i got it right here show everyone let's see that first person scored second person kingdom man by tony evans it's very it's about manhood biblical manhood and that I'm halfway through it. It's a very good book, still. What does it? What's the main intention of the book? What does it teach? Basically, biblical manhood. That's literally the, the book. That's yeah. That's it. Biblical manhood. What it means to be uh, a biblical man, um, etc., etc. It's, it's I like you're it. basically decent, not decent. It's good. You're exploring the root of the God through the books as well, and you're sort of trying to develop your process of thinking in that way. Yeah. Well, it's essentially um, that book is literally taking the things from the Bible yeah. and point showing it to the, the guys. What does it mean to be a man in the in the eyes of God? If that makes sense. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. I like that. That's good. Current inspiration. Wow, current inspiration. Wow, a person. Obviously, what the heck? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> could be a thing though. It could be a thing though. I don't could know. be a thing. Be I'm trying to look at my books now. Nah, let me think. Could be someone like, for example, you said that it could be your future. You know, it doesn't have future. to be. Wow. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Okay. What's inspiration? Yeah. Okay. If it could be a thing, or uh, my current inspiration is the potential uh, uh, impact things like this channel, my channel, mm. other purpose-driven channels can have on the future generations. That's an inspiration for me. That that makes me feel, my gosh, that's incredible. Um, yeah, to see that, that, that would be crazy. And um, I was scrolling through your Instagram and there was, I think, some highlights. So it's just fun. I don't know which one. Um, yeah. And basically, yeah, I, I stumbled across because I had to quickly analyze who you were and stuff. And, and yeah. I was like, stumbled on Gary Vee. Really want to know. Yes. What, what's yes. your point on him? He's for me very repetitive, repetitive, but really good yeah. in instilling the very core basics that are needed to be successful. And yeah. then you sort of listen to him, and then you just need to move away and go do your thing. That's the way I see it. That is the most fantastic review of Gary V I've heard. Because <laughs> oh my god, oh, because when you first find him, you're like, this is the guy. I found it, and then. He's okay, you're saying the same thing <laughs> over and over and over. And you need to kind of just take it and run. Yeah. Literally, if I could just echo what you said, Gary 
Vita is great at what he does. He knows what he's doing. Um, he ends up saying the same thing over and over, but it's, 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 he's not lying. Like he, he does speak the truth. He's cutthroat. He's straight to the point. But yeah, after a while, I don't think I muted him. I don't know what happened, but he stopped showing up on my feed. Oh. But you kind of have to, okay, cool. I got it and go do it because you can get so obese with information and you just do nothing. You need to start putting it into action. So yeah, Gary be great, think, but turn them off and go. Yeah, many. I think many people have this problem. You know, we have a lot of influences, a lot of motivational people that stand up, whether they're doing it properly or not. That's what we're digging into. But let's say, I think people have a problem with learning to listen, taking it and working with it, like that cycle of process. And I feel like they just keep coming back for reassurance. And you know, those wow. that happened in secondary for you or maybe sixth form, someone comes in and he comes to talk about grades and the pursuit gets you motivated. Wow. And then that day you're like crazy driven, right? Other day or an hour later, you're like back to normal, literally back to normal. That is, that's so good. It's like, um, Similar with personal training, like not all the time, but in most cases with a personal trainer, their goal should be to almost become uh, redundant in the sense that I train you to the point where you can go and do it yourself. You shouldn't always need me to wake you up and let's go to the gym. So I really like that. Just You need to, it's, motivation, okay, fair enough, but it comes and goes. You need to have discipline and that a deeper goal. drive. That, that yeah, big, big goal, yeah? Exactly. And you have that goal, yeah? Yeah, that's good. Huh? Yeah, that basically wraps us up. You know, I've literally went wow. through everything I had. I only had eighteen wow. questions plus wow. a couple more that I always ask. But yeah. yeah, I hope that we do show up together on your YouTube channel. Maybe whether that's mm-hmm. working out or another conversation, I'm definitely mm-hmm. down for it. Thank you, Joshua, and thank you for everyone who's Bro. listening in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the for you sharing your information. And yeah, I wish you the best. Fam, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, I must say. Thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. Keep smiling. I'll see you in EP5. Uh,